welcome to the inaugural episode of Old Fashioned Work and Whiskey, a simple podcast discussing simple drinks and simple work ethics. I'm your host, Jason Courtney. As always in studio with me, my co-host, Mr. Olin Hyde. Glad to be here and looking forward to many more episodes with you. It's going to be fun. We got at least 12 planned, but also in studio with us today, we have Mr. Simon Courtney. Good afternoon. Happy to be here. Thank you. And Mr. Matthew Davis. One How are we doing, everybody? Got to make sure we get that one T. That is important. That way when people go to Google you with your vast knowledge, they don't put in two T's and find some other quack. Do not Google me. <laughs> He's well known. <laughs> so who are we? What are we doing here? That's what this episode is all about. So we are a group of business owners that own collectively Courtney Pride LLC, a firm that owns a janitorial franchise, right? So we clean commercial facilities, small, medium, mega, doesn't matter. We'll clean them. Uh, and we, uh, we've been doing it since 2015. So it is our privilege to bring this to you and we are excited to discuss things. But before we get too deep into the old fashioned work ethics conversation and where we came from, let's talk about what we're drinking. Old fashioned whiskey. We are drinking Old Fashions, the one of the easy cocktails out there for anybody that wants to enjoy it. It really highlights the bourbon. And what bourbon are we drinking? Hill Rock, 1806. Oh, man, I just re-smoked my drink, and it's even better now. I didn't know that was possible. We are smoking our cocktails today. We are, courtesy of Chaka Block Creations. They uh, provided us free of charge with this wonderful smoking contraption that was and, and what are we smoking them with today? Hickory. Now, we are. Hickory this, Dickory. This Hill Rock, is, it, is this 47.3%? It tastes like 47.3%. Oh, uh, you're off. It's uh, 46.3% alcohol oh, by volume. Oh, okay. And the, It tastes like 47.3%. We definitely got our money's worth. It's uh, it's pretty stout. The ice cube and the, and the simple definitely helped uh, make it enjoyable. I think straight it might be, might be a little rough. It needs a little mellow in it. Make you a little warm. Yeah, let it breathe. Straight. Put yeah. some hair on your shirt. Let it breathe. Let it cool. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd go from talking like normal to hello. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those drinks that empowers you. So. so our mission here is to discuss great whiskey, which we are doing, and discuss work ethics that helped make us successful, or at least in our own eyes successful. So... We want to talk about where we came from so that you know who we are and that we're not just some quack trying to lead you down a path that has no uh, no truth behind it. So a little bit about me. I started in the restaurant industry when I was 16 years old. It was the day after my 16th birthday, and I was a server for the Village Inn for my brother Simon, who's on the show with us today, a business partner. And I started that day and never looked back. I don't think I've gone too long unemployed and i've done things from restaurant cooking to supervising to stacking pallets to order there was that one time we were racing cars you and russ in the back of the restaurant racing cars you guys had remote control cars and you oh yeah we lost that car to a bus accident (laughs) at the church but rest in peace i was thinking that was an awfully small parking lot to line up some cars and race car driver wasn't on your resume i remember when ron's truck battery wouldn't start and we had to push that son of a gun across the parking lot so he could 
That's where um, I learned how you can push start how to push a start a, a, yeah. a standard. Oh, which how to pop I, the clutch. I yes. later taught Matt Davis how to do over the phone. Over no the less. phone at, at a customer <laughs> site. This is important. This just goes to show that like it's your previous experiences that help you be successful at what What's you're a doing. Is there anything <laughs> more old fashioned than popping a clutch? I don't think so. I don't think they so make like, cars with them anymore. The right? clutch is the millennial theft deterrent device now at this point. <laughs> We do love millennials. We have a lot of them working for us. I think we three are. Us, yeah. three they listen to lots of podcasts, so we do appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're all over the age of thirty-three. Some are really close to that age. Some are, Some well are considerably over. over. Some are Simon. in the sweet spot. <laughs> sweet, yeah. Over thirty. Always <laughs> no. take the over. <laughs> Not quite forty. <laughs> But we all come from some experiences together. So um, after I went from uh, the restaurant supervising, I went to the Waterfront Rescue Mission and worked in a warehouse and just some really hard work ethic went into that. And then uh, I decided I was going to go to trade school and become a law enforcement officer and needed to help pay some bills. And my friend Olin here, uh, he hired me. He He was in charge of that. At the time, and gave me a job three hours a day, five days a week, making seven twenty-five an hour. Thanks for that. Um, well, that's all you asked for, by the way. <laughs> Which at the time, I'm sure was above the minimum standard. Well, yeah, that was uh, eleven years ago. Weight. So, yeah, the the it minimum might have wage. been the minimum standard, but you know, it was a job, and I was grateful for it because it was flexible and worked with my school. And so I took with that and ran, and now here I sit as the CEO of an organization with over 175 employees and did over $6 million in revenue last year. So congrats, guys. That's that's Woo. a team effort and team win there. So, Olin, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and why we should listen to advice from you. So I uh, have been in the industry, commercial cleaning industry, for 11 years now. Uh, never in high school or even after high school for several years, if you had asked that this is where I would have landed, would I have thought that this was going to be the answer? But I had a pretty big transition in my life that took me out of my previous career and landed me into Office Pride. The former business owner that Jason bought this uh, company from hired me on as the office administrator. And after a few months, I really fell in love with the company, its core values, just the way it, it viewed people particularly. And as Jason said, I, I moved up the ranks, became the HR administrator, hired him. Uh, we had a transition where our director of operations left. I became the director of operations, met a young lady that lived in Tampa, Florida. And eventually we got to the point that we were serious enough. I made a marriage proposition to her and ended up moving down there. And she said, yes, you, right? she did say, Time yes. Okay, what, all right. I did not did move you, for another. All right, I was just making sure the proposition was successful. Yeah. And her. what did you yeah. proposition her with? A ring. Oh, okay. oh yes. A ring. Um, Glad we got some clarity there. <laughs> I proposed. Okay. Uh, to be more specific, marriage, and uh, then, <laughs> then I relocated down to Tampa to uh, be closer to her. Her job was not one that she could have moved to here in Pensacola. And for people who are not familiar with Florida, Pensacola and Tampa are uh, seven hour apart uh, by vehicle, so not like it's all close together. And we could have just made it work. So it was long distance relationship. I moved down there, became a franchise owner. I bought my own business, opened that up, ran it. The Office Pride headquarters moved to Tampa, uh, offered me a position with the corporate staff and being a newly married guy, looking to start a family. Uh, it made sense because being a new business owner requires a whole lot of your time, energy, and effort. And I wanted to be able to be home and 
be a part of a new family that's up and growing. And so I did that for several years, helping train new franchise owners, getting them going, managing vendor relationships, uh, and much more through a separate series of events. I was able to transition back to Pensacola and through that transition, I became a business partner with Jason. Uh, He had been pretty much ever since I moved down to Tampa, asking me to move back and I think the terminology is relentless pursuit. Demanding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was uh, not when, when, not uh, if, it was when. Correct. Yeah, so in his mind. We just really had to convince your wife. That was was the big part, yeah. And through that strange series of events, we were up not even on a job hunt. Uh, We were up because of a hurricane, which is not unusual in Florida. And through that evacuation from tampa some things opened up some doors opened up and uh, we moved back here and haven't looked back and have enjoyed it been closer to family it's been wonderful well good it's good to have you i'm glad that we were finally able to make that that happen um it's been a goal for for a long time and it's worked out really well just in case anybody wanted to know if i regret it not not for a second does that mean it's been perfect no olin and i've learned work to work together well uh, it's taken some uncomfortable conversations and some some growing pains, but um, once again, fan fantastic decision and being business partners with a best friend has its challenges for sure. Just like being business partners being, with a brother, absolutely. I was just about to jump in with that one, <laughs> which brings in Simon. Simon, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and, and Simon is Jason's no. brother. Just in case, yeah, uh, just we in case anybody wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason's brother, and I guess that I get to be the elder statesman of the group. So yes, they said, the "Hey, we're all over thirty. <laughs> Some of us are guy. over forty, but they mean me." Um, so. Grew up military. Mine and Jason's dad was in the Navy, and so we got to move around a lot and experience a lot of different types of things. And so that kind of carried over into uh, when I started working. So uh, much like Jason, as soon as I was old enough to work in high school, I started working. uh, Worked while I was in college, which of all the weird things, like did a little bit for nuclear engineering and ended up in janitorial engineering. So, like, who knows? But... um, He went to school for I'm nuclear so engineering and ended up being in sanitation. environmental sanitation. Sanitation engineer. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You are Atta a sanitation boy. engineer. So, boy. Yes, put that on the tab. All right, that's his new <laughs> business card title. All yes, right. absolutely. So did all kinds of different restaurants and things like that. Jason is right. I did give him his first job. I am hoping that he has given me my last one as we got here and got started with this. Um, but it's been, it's been an interesting journey for all of us. So um, we did do a couple of restaurants restaurant things together. Jason and I actually even tried to start a restaurant business a little while back. And it's a difficult thing to start a business or to find the financing. And I'm sure that's something he'll talk about later. But so that didn't work out. We tried a couple of different things. And so when he reached out and said, hey, I've got this opportunity, this is something um, he had already talked Matt into it, which you'll get that story here in just a minute. Um, But it was great. It was a wonderful opportunity Um, He will tell you, and I will tell you, it's not always been fantastic, but it's been good. It's been enjoyable, and I can't imagine doing anything else with anybody else than the group that we've got here right now. So our collective experiences and knowledge definitely help round out the group. So if one of us gets out of whack or has an idea that's too eccentric, we kind of help bring everybody else back in. Or, hey, you know what? This could be good, but let's, let's go with it in a little different direction. So... It's been great so far. By no means does us offering our opinions, thoughts, and ideas 
mean that we have it figured out perfectly. Not right? even close. So we want to let everybody know that is not what we're here. We're not here because we are the perfect organization. We fail every day, but we learn and we get better. Absolutely. I apologize like three or four times earlier today because I did something wrong or said the wrong thing to the wrong person. So and it, it happens. happens all the time. When it goes back to, you know, Simon said it's not, it's been fantastic. Like fantastic doesn't mean easy and, oh man, this is great. Like, uh, I don't. I don't think ever. I've never I, worked a day in my life. Yeah, like it's that is a hard. Lie. You will like you will work lots of days if Definitely. you want to be good at this. But so. it's been worth it. Yes. exactly. It's rewarding. Yeah. It's fulfilling. Like it's not. You been sleep easy. well at night knowing that you've worked hard to do something that's going to better you and everybody else around you. And so that's a little bit about Simon. And now for the youngest. So we went. We went gone from the oldest <laughs> to the youngest <laughs> member of our leadership team and the most uh, newly acquired owner so not the newest a tie uh new how do you even say that i have no idea what you're trying he's not to say. He, he he was hired first but he was on before uh me as and an simon he was the first recruit <laughs> he, he was like, the first, first employee employee recruit i was the first one that fell for what you were selling i guess and and then the, <laughs> the newest owner uh he now has ownership stake he earned that through excellent workout with the the largest customer in our office pride system and so tell us a little bit about your journey here and why it's, it's been so fun. It's it's been amazing. I uh, started in restaurants, restaurant management, similar to Simon. Um, I actually worked for Simon at one point. I guess that makes half the group that mm. worked for Simon worked with. Like it's yeah. totally different. Yeah, um, Shaq and Kobe, baby. That's right. And uh, during that time, I was working at a restaurant in town. Um, We've all grown up together. Uh, we've known each other forever. And Jason came in for lunch one day and said, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And he proceeded to lay out this idea about, hey, you know, I want you to uh, quit this job and come work, uh, come work in the janitorial field. And I kind of looked at him like he was nuts um, because he was. And he said, Still well, is. yeah, oh, yeah. He said, not only do I want you to do that, I want you to take a massive pay cut, and I want you to come do this. But when you do it, it's going to pay off in the long run. 33% is not a massive pay cut. <laughs> it's only a third. That's this would be perspective, sir. <laughs> this would be great because later on he'd be like, hey, guys, Matt's doing this. You should come do this too. And Here, let me tell you the deal I gave him. Simon is correct. Somehow I uh, – it's like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Just got to get the first domino to fall. Uh, After that, it's all centripetal force. Wins. And that was uh, seven years ago. And here we are uh, doing this now. And yeah. It's been uh, fantastic. It hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of hard work, but it, uh, it's definitely been worth it. We don't always get to do what we want, right? Everybody thinks, oh, we, we're business owners. We get to do what we want. And Matt, would you say that's what you got to do when uh, you went out to, to the customer you're at now? Not even close. Uh, the exact opposite. I was uh, filling a different role in the organization, and you came to me and said, hey, I want you to think about doing this. And I thought about it and said, you know, I really don't want to do that. And then you said, well, you're actually going to do that. <laughs> this was one of those, hey, you're really good at doing what you're doing right now. Here's the thing that's more difficult. Correct. I'd like you to go he, do that. He tried to trick me again, and I, I wasn't falling for it, and then he told me. Luckily, I didn't have to trick him at this point. <laughs> it was it was one of those, hey, yeah, the I only need you time, to do this. Yeah, the only time he's ever pulled that card is, hey, like I need you to do this, and you're going to do this. And it has worked out fantastically Superbly. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, gets to so work with his wife. In the long run. It definitely did. He did not sell me a bill of goods. He was correct. Um, there were some times where I may have questioned that a little bit, but it definitely did. And I would say the reason this group right here works is because it's it's not because we're perfect or we're perfect together. It's because we all have a similar ambition, and that's that's success. And we, none of us, although we would be deemed by others as successful, feel like we've reached that mark, right? Like, we're, Is anybody not. satisfied with where we're at right now? Not even close. Right, so we're the number one Office Pride franchise in the system as far as revenue goes. And I would argue probably as far as profit goes, but I don't get to see everybody's books. So, um, But it's not enough, right? We want what's next. Where are we going? How can we get bigger, right? So we have a $10 million in 10-year goal, and we're at $6 million in five years. So we're yeah. we're on track to hit that, but we we're not letting up, right? We're not going to get that eye in, pie in the sky where we can't get there. We're gonna we're gonna we're looking focus. at it every week. Every week, we look at it. So we're all driven, and I think that's one of the things that helps bring us back together. Even when we're when we have odds or differences, we all realize it's for the benefit of the company, right? It's not for anybody's own benefit. We've all put ourselves to the side and. And said, hey, what can we do to make Courtney Pride successful? Because when Courtney Pride's successful, we realize that each of us will be successful. And when you say benefit of the company, you mean everybody. The employees, the customers, everybody that's involved in the day-to-day stuff that we do. The company is not just us. It's it's everybody that we touch, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're a service company, right? So if it doesn't touch our customers, we're failing. Our employees literally are our lifeblood. So You said we have how many? Over 175. So uh, I don't more know work than the four of us could do by oh, ourselves. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. yeah, so we definitely yeah. need them. Not even close. Okay. I don't, I don't think if we worked 24 hours a day, we could cover all of it. <laughs> no, no, we could not. So we, we love our employees. We try to do what we can to take care of them. And so we do things that make them better because them being better makes us better. And it... It's not things that people would say are, oh my gosh, how did you think of that? They're things that we all know, right? And they're the things we're going to discuss on this podcast. So a little preview into where we're going in the future podcasts are things like time management, right? Because I know people that are successful that work far less than I do. And I know people that aren't successful that work probably two or three times as much as I do. Well, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. That's right. It doesn't change for anybody. You can't be, oh, Nobody well, I'm buys extra days of the week or anything else like that. Yeah. There's no time extensions. Shout out to Justin Timberlake and his his movie. That's a, that's a great one if you ever haven't seen it. It's called In Time. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. Uh, just reminds you how how time works, and you can't you can't change it. It's it's con- it's constant and always moving, so you've got to stay, stay with it. We're going to talk about things like technology. Um, you know, 20 years ago, this was not possible. We're sitting in our office recording a podcast, and it just wasn't even possible 20 years ago because technology hadn't advanced far enough. And now, I mean, I don't think I listen to anything but podcasts. Nope. I I'm, rarely turn the radio on. I pay yep. for a Sirius XM subscription, and uh, I'm making a note right now that I need to cancel that because it's a waste of $6 and 59 cents a month that, uh, I could be saving. So you got the cheap deal. 
Oh, yeah, if you wait them out, this is a little trade secret. If you wait Sirius XM out after the free three-month trial, they will go down to $5 a month. This they sounds will. vaguely familiar, like Matt Davis and the cable company and or That's almost not a, any uh, other. That's a cable but. company, by the way. Everyone knows. you got to call and threaten to cancel every now and then. So we're going to do the technology. We're going to do investing in yourself, a primary piece that a lot of new entrepreneurs miss. We're going to talk about what I believe is the single success point or the cornerstone of Courtney Pride, and that's the people game. That's why we've been so successful is recruiting talent and keeping the talent and, once again, investing in them, right? So investing in their knowledge, investing in their performance. And then we'll talk about things like chasing revenue, uh, which was a big topic for us recently because we decided we weren't going to just chase revenue. We were going to be specific in the revenue we were going after. And that was a, that was a scary subject to broach with everybody because it was, it was a good chunk of revenue. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking over a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, we're, I mean, we didn't, we didn't know what we were going to do to replace that revenue. And we were just talking about getting rid of it. So chasing revenue is a big thing. And, those are, those are the types of things, the simple work ethics, the simple ideas behind what we do that we feel have driven us to our success. And that's what we want to talk about with you guys. We're excited to see where this goes. Um, you know, as we drink our whiskey, I think we're all sitting with pretty empty glasses. Our ice cube is fairly melted. Yeah, it's, and, uh, uh, it's, it's really gone. nice now. And uh, <laughs> It's been delicious. I, I'm glad that you bought that and brought it in for today's episode. Uh, it was our inaugural bottle. So I spent $97 of my own hard-earned dollars um, for barrel number 188 from master distiller Dave Puckle. And I think we should uh, save this for episode 100. Ooh. That's good. I like that. Episode 100. Also, the bar is set at Hill Rock. So right? you can't drop below Hill Rock <laughs> at this point. So I don't know if you've thought about We're that. We're going to be all. able to auction but this bottle off later. <laughs> so at I think some point Matt's saying you should have started with Jim Beam. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I don't know that that's Wait, in my palate we didn't anymore. Talk, we didn't Kentucky start with gentlemen. Jim Beam this morning because so. I thought everybody else did. So, Well, we are excited to bring this to you. We're excited to, to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, right? This is old-fashioned work and whiskey. A simple podcast discussing simple drinks and simple work ethics. I'm Jason Courtney, and it's a pleasure to be with you. We'll see you next time.